We have made it to the state championship edition of the State Champs Indiana Hang Time Podcast, presented by Lawrence Technological University. If you got the dream of playing college sports, LTU offers two dozen varsity sports, including men's and women's basketball. Lawrence Tech wants you to recruit yourself. More on that later in the program. No, this podcast has not gone to the birds. I'm just enjoying some time in the great outdoors on a gorgeous way to start our week. My name is Greg Rakestraw. The star of the show is Bob Stambazzi. Hello, my friend. How are you? Uh, just just rested. I think we all kind of rested after this past week of not having a, a, the state tournament roll around like usual. But uh, we're ready to come this weekend, I'll guarantee you. Correct. So last week, we recapped all eight semi-state games. All of our attention now is going forward on the four state championships. We will take them in chronological order. At 10 a.m. on Saturday is the 1A state championship game featuring number one Bar Reeve against number two Counts. This is the game that we all have kind of circled all season long in terms of what we would see in the 1A championship games. In most years, Counts has the team that would clearly say, hey, they're probably the 1A favorite. This isn't most years because of the team that Bar Reeve has assembled, led by Bryson Graber, the all-time leader and assist in the history of Indiana high school basketball. Cole Weirman, over 2,000 points at Counts. He and his twin brother, Kale, the Knafel twins as well. This is a team that has some size. Frankly, Baz, it's a team that I, it's a game that I'm looking forward to because Counts are going to fly up and down the floor. And this is an old school Bar Eve. They'll run with them a little bit in this game coming up on Saturday. Your thoughts and ex- expectations for our first of four state championship games on Saturday morning. Well, I was looking at this ball game, and, and the big thing that I, that I look at with Counts and having the opportunity to see them uh, defeat Southwood uh, was the fact that uh, uh, they they get out with the guards being underneath. And what I mean by that is Southwood, who brought a lot of pressure into the backcourt, what uh, Counts was able to do with the Canaple boys were put them in the backcourt and let them handle the ball. So now you got two kids back there at 6'5 that can go over top of a lot of players, and that's what they did. Got it on the wings of the Wireman boys, and they took care of the rest. They come uh, shooting, you know, at six five uh, to do a little damage himself on the inside rebound the basketball. You also look at the Wireman boys, uh, who both actually, even though one uh, has scored over two thousand points, and, and when you when you look at at uh, at Cole and and how he can pass the ball, and Kale he passes the ball but can also shoot. So you, you really have a double threat even though one is supposedly uh, AKA the passer and one's the shooter. So it's going to be interesting game on how uh, uh, Barry uh, Gray tries to slow down counts. But then again, they we're talking Barry, somebody you have raved about for three years. And uh, this is a big, big one, a basketball team that's very athletic and a team uh, that impressed me with their schedule. And I, I think when you look at that, I'm not trying to overkill this because you and I talk about this a lot, Greg. They 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 got a great schedule for a 1A program, and and this is going to be well of a ball game. But I the thing that jumps off the number that comes to me more than anything is their defense. They only allow 39 points a game, and when you have a team that plays defense that well and uh, can also run gun and giggle, uh, there's no doubt it's going to be a slobber knocker of a ball game. All right, a couple things here. Bar Reeves starting lineup pretty much is 6-2 and over. And they can switch on pretty much every screen, which I think given the versatility 
of the Couts team and the size that Couts has to offer, which is also atypical of a 1A team, I think that's a very big – and again, you hit on the key thing. Bar Reef can lock you up defensively, but again, so many people, because of their location, southwest Indiana, assume it's going to be that they play that way because of the tempo in which they play. Well, they beat Tinley a week ago, 72-25. That's an outlier, but it also shows you, against really good competition, what Bar Reef is capable of doing. Remarkably, the connective tissue in this game – is the fact that both teams have paid, played Bloomington South. Bar Reeve opened their brand new gymnasium against Bloomington South on December the 8th, winning that game. Bloomington South played Cowets on a neutral floor on December the 26th and beat them by a score of 50 41. That was in the Wabash Valley Classic. Bar Reeve beat Bloomington South 41 36 when they played 18 days earlier. And again, to show you how good these two teams are, Bloomington South was an eyelash away from playing in the 4A state championship game and themselves won 25 games this year. Until I see somebody at the 1A level be able to handle Kurt Hope on the boards, mm-hmm. I will pick Bar Reeve. But Baz, do I think this game will be a blowout or lopsided? No, I do not. I certainly think Couts can hang with Bar Reeve, but I still think the Vikings will get the victory. I, I would agree with that, Greg. And one other thing that uh, I look at here, this game, uh, it, to me, you play by the quarters, as a lot of coaches already do. But uh, if you see Bar Reeve get out early, uh, don't fret because Couch is the type of team from the perimeter that can get right back into the game really quick. Here's the one thing, though, that I would say is that if you get down to Bar Reeve, you're right, three is greater than two, and they can score points in bunches. Bar Reeve has figured that out, too. <laughs> they take 19 threes a game. They make over eight and a half threes a game. They didn't, frankly, shoot it all that well against Tinley. Wow. Didn't matter, given how offensively. But at the same time, Bar Reeve is a tough team to turn over because of how good they are. And again, you've got the all-time leader in high school assists in Indiana basketball history. Yeah. And Bryson Graber's going to play at Grace next year as their point guard. Very athletic kid, 6'2", 6'3", tough to turn over. Again, I, I think Hope is the difference maker. And Bar Reeve at 28-2, just a bit better than Couts at 29-2. Now, let's get to the two-way championship game. Blackhawk Christian, one of the best teams in the state, regardless of classification. Frankly, just like Bar Reeve is. Braves come in at 27-3, really have not been challenged to a great deal in the two-way tournament. And I don't think that's really a surprise. Their closest margin of victory is 13 against Churubusco uh, in the regional morning game. Park Heritage will try to control the tempo. I say try because Blackhawk has scored at least 68 points in every postseason game. And last week against Blackford, they scored 88 points in a 27-point victory. So I had the chance to see Park Heritage last week. Baz, I know you haven't seen them, but just thoughts on what the Wolves have to do to give themselves a chance to win this one? Lockout. Uh, plain and simple. This is a basketball team uh, that's going to be undersized to me uh, against this uh, uh, Fort Wayne Blackhawk uh, team, Greg, that uh, is big, very athletic, shoots the ball well, very unselfish, has an outstanding coach in, in, in Mark Davidson, and, and they just flat get after it. And they can go inside, and as you all know, they can play outside. Uh, this is a basketball team with its length, controls a lot of boards. 
both offensively and defensively. It's a team that puts 83 points on the board. Well, Park Heritage only scores 52. I know that's two different teams. I get that. But it's a team that I think that if they're going to have a chance, and, and this is probably to me going to be the the widest game in the in the in, of all four on Saturday. Uh, Park Heritage must control the tempo of the game. Plus, they must be able to block out, not allowing Blackhawk gets two and three and four opportunities on the offensive end. Connor Davis is an outstanding post player for two A high school basketball for high school basketball in general. He is likely a Division three slash NAIA level player. He's a six four post. Problem is he's going up against a 6'10 post who's a really good player for like the Big Ten level uh, in, in terms of Caleb first. And and for as good as Zane Burke is and Marcus Davidson is and the other key pieces that Blackhawk has assembled, as he has been for the better part of the last three, four years, Caleb first is the guy that is the difference maker that simply nobody has an answer for. And if Blackhawk was playing in the 3A championship game or the 4A championship game, could they be beaten? Yes. But would any of those teams have an answer for Caleb first? Maybe Carmel. Maybe LN. And I'm saying maybe. And those are two of the best three teams in the state that we're talking about here. That's how good this Blackhawk team is. I agree with you. Don't be surprised if Park Heritage tries to take the air out of the basketball in the game on, on, on Saturday, I am predicting that if they, if they are competitive, it will be an extremely low scoring game. And Baz and I may be having a debate about the shot clock in high school hoops uh, <laughs> next Monday. The one thing that park heritage can do is they can match the physicality of Blackhawk Christian. And it's one of the things that people see when they see Blackhawk Christian, they go, my God, those kids live in the weight room. Well, when your head coach, who's a great man and Mark Davidson is a competitive power lifter and a former professional athlete as a basketball player. Um, those kids work out. They lift. Well, Park Heritage, their kids are, are, are mostly football players. In fact, their star player in, in Christian Johnson, it's also their quarterback. He's a sophomore and he looks the part. He looks like a division one athlete. So, so Park Heritage can actually, I think, match up from a strength perspective pretty well with Blackhawk. What they don't have is an answer for Caleb first. And that's where I think the difference is made. And again, I think I think this is probably a, a 10 to 15 point game um, that that Blackhawk Christian will win. So Baz and I are relatively in agreement on this one. Let's see if we feel the same way about the final two. First, before we continue, if you're a student athlete and feel you've been overlooked by universities, Lawrence and Lodger University has a unique program for you to recruit yourself. Take a listen. If you're a high school athlete with the dream of playing college sports, Lawrence Technological University wants you to recruit yourself. LTU offers over two dozen varsity sports for men and women, along with several dozen world-class undergraduate programs. Athletic and academic scholarships are available in all sports, including its newest additions, competitive cheer and dance, e-sports, women's hockey, and men's and women's track and field. Visit LTUathletics.com and recruit yourself. Lawrence Tech, where Blue Devils dare. Once again, back on State Champs Indiana Hang Time, Greg Rakestraw, Bob Stambazzi with you. Let's now get to the 3A State Championship game. Again, Silver Creek has been expected to be here the entire time. They returned three key pieces from the team that won the 3A Championship two years ago. If they could have survived the Washington Regional, 
He would have been the favorite to win the 3A state championship last year, too. You're seeing the final high school game of one of the best duos in terms of to play at a high school at a similar time. Maybe they won't be remembered in the same lore as, say, Lyndon Jones and Jay Edwards, but they're not that far off. Trey Kaufman, Ren, Cooper, Jacoby. Trey's going to play at Purdue. Cooper's going to play at Toledo. I think they'll both be Indiana All-Stars. They're both guys that average double-doubles. Silver Creek is here, but I think Leo can hang with them. Baz, tell me about the Lions. Well, you got to look at Leo. Uh, they, they have battled against adversity all year, Greg. Uh, people haven't given them a lot. Uh, uh, they come out of the, the Northeast State Conference now, and and uh, this is a very physical uh, conference. Uh, Huntington's in it. Uh, Columbia State teams that get after you defensively. And the reason I threw those two out, because they generally uh, hold their opponents to the 40s. Well, you look at Leo, they're only putting 50 on the board, excuse me, 60 on the board. Why uh, holding everybody uh, to 50 uh, defensively? But it's a team that is very diversified in their schedule and who they have played. And most of the schools have been in the sack and in that Allen County uh, touching area uh, uh, who they're going to get after. Uh, they got a couple of really good players. Uh, you got to look at where well, they got some size with uh, Troyer and Livingston and uh, Allen. But, uh, you know, they have a big shot, Greg, uh, to win that uh, semi-state at the buzzer over uh, a good uh, St. Joe team and, and uh, Coach Mark Johnson's last game as a high school coach. But uh, I look for Leo to come in. Uh, they're going to pound you. They're going to get very physical. But I don't, I don't see Leo able to really – consistently throughout 32 minutes, Greg, handle the boards. Uh, the Ray, uh, Trey uh, Kaufman-Ren and uh, Cooper Jacoby are going to handle for Silver Creek. I got Silver Creek. Uh, I made a little note. I got Silver Creek. Uh, one is thing by by nine. So it's going to be interesting to see how it really works out. All right, you and I are in agreement on who's going to win. Yeah. But don't be surprised if Leo makes this a one or two possession game. And let me tell you why. Leo's star player is Blake Davis. He's going to play at Indiana Tech. But their next kind of two big players are actually kids who probably their future is in football. Demetrius Allen, DJ Allen being one of them, Zach Troyer being another one. But they have size at 6'7 and 6'6. Six, six. Mm-hmm. Now, can those kids that are more football oriented, can they hang from a perimeter defensive standpoint with Kaufman, Ren, and Cooper Jacoby? Probably not. But do I think they can be a formidable challenge from a rebounding standpoint? That I think they can. The other thing that I would say is that Silver Creek, really all season, has kind of had this habit of letting teams hang around. Silver Creek had to come from behind late to beat a good North Harrison team led by LT Hatton, who's going to play at William & Mary next year in the sectional semifinal. Silver Creek did not really put away Garen Catholic until late in the fourth quarter in the semi-state game a couple of weeks ago. In the regional round, Silver Creek beat Connorsville by a point. So Silver Creek has had a has had a habit, kind of like Lawrence North. You got a feeling you're going to be in the game against them. Only question is, can you find a way to beat them? I think Leo has the pieces where they can slow down Silver Creek a little bit, but I do think the experience and the overall talent leans in Silver Creek's favor. So once again, Baz and I are in lockstep. Silver Creek gets the victory. But again, expect this maybe to be closer than you would indicate, knowing that Silver Creek has been a large favorite in 3A 
for each of the last couple of years. This is the five o'clock game, by the way, that you'll be seeing uh, on Saturday. So finally, we get to Carmel and Lawrence North. When these two teams play, it will be two months and a day since the last time they got together. I was fortunate to have the call with Mike Broughton that night back on February the 4th, and I'll have it with them again on April the 5th. Carmel beat Lawrence North by double digits in their own building on February the 4th, and they did so without Brian Waddell, who was injured, had a foot injury, and missed about a four- or five-week chunk of late January, early February, but returned for the Warren Central game, and Carmel has been flying ever since. Carmel clearly has been battle-tested by the last three teams they have beaten, but then again, they play in the mick. They're battle-tested every week. You would say the same about Lawrence North. This is now the third consecutive time in the 4A championship game that A. Carmel's been the team from the North, and then it's been an all-Mick final. So these two teams clearly know each other very well. Baz, who you got and why in this one? Well, uh, listening to you uh, talk about Carmel and Lawrence North over the past season and actually Carmel last year, but I think it jumps out at me is Carmel's ability to control the game, uh, both offensively and defensively, uh, holding that bass, not holding the basketball, but working the basketball. And they do such a good job uh, doing that. Uh, as you also alluded to, Lawrence North can play that tempo also very, very well. It's a team that puts 62 points on the board. Carmel puts 56 on the board. Uh, Lawrence North has some great size. <laughs> Carmel has phenomenal size. I think the difference maker in this thing, uh, he wasn't at the last one, but uh, having Waddell there, I think is is really uh, the blue chip that you need in this ball game because, look, it's the state finals. It's the last game of the night. It's 4A championship basketball with some great Division One athletes on there. I'm going to take Carmel in this one. Shot at the buzzer. It could be that close. It was that close in the regular season last year when these two teams got together. Uh, and it was a Carmel shot at the buzzer that did not go, did not go down. Allowed LN to win that game 39-37. Those teams are largely intact. In fact, Carmel brings everybody back but one from last year's team. Lawrence North brings everybody back but two, but one of those two is, is Tony Perkins and now plays at the University of Iowa. Um, the matchups go as follows. You will see a lot of zone from Lawrence North. It'll be an active zone that extends, knowing how good of a three-point shooting team Carmel is. Carmel has two of the best on-ball defenders in the state. They'll put Josh Wack on Shamar Avance. They will put Pete Studer on C.J. Gunn. Now that then leaves guys like Waddell, Charlie Williams, Nick Frischi, Bryce Berry off the bench, trying to bang with D.J. Hughes and Donovan McCulley. I think this game comes down to simply, can Lawrence North pick up some loose change around the bucket? Carmel starts 6'5", 6'7", 6'10". They bring 6'5 and 6'7 off the bench. In the past couple of weeks, a big reason why LN has won is that they have played teams that have not matched up well with DJ Hughes and Donovan McCulley, both soon to be Division I athletes. DJ will play at Butler. Donovan, of course, going to play a, a quarterback at Indiana University. I think that's the difference in the game that, that Carmel just kind of has LN covered at, at, at some key positions. So I will say Carmel in a low-scoring game will win by, let's say, five to seven points. It will, we will not see a repeat. 
Now, the last game played out, even though Carmel is a stronger team now than they were when those two teams played two months ago. But I think the Greyhounds will win their second state title. And remarkably, the four teams that we just rattled off in terms of our projected winners of state championships on Saturday, they all played in the state title game two years ago. Blackhawk played Barry even the 1A game, and then Blackhawk moved up to 2A. Silver Creek returns in 3A. Carmel returns in 4A. Uh, even 105 weeks separated from the playing of one state final to another, we've got the four teams that made it to Banker's Life two years ago, all hoisting the trophy and cutting down the nets coming up this Saturday. Anything else for the good of the cause today, my friend? Uh, it's, I'm excited. I think we're going to see some great basketball uh, at Banker's Life. I hope everybody that can go goes and the rest of us will be listening to you guys uh, bring us great coverage of the state finals. I'm, I'm really pumped about this one. Uh, my friend, it is always good to be with you. And simply put, we will wrap up the season with our thoughts on the four state finals next week. Maybe some thoughts on Indiana All-Stars and some thoughts on who Mr. Basketball should be. We'll add that into the mix next week as well. Baz, enjoy yourself on the golf course, on the softball field. Enjoy the state finals. I'll talk to you next week. See Greg. Take care. For Bob Stambazzi and Greg Mash behind the scenes, this is Greg Rakestraw. As always, thanks for listening to State Champs Indiana Hangtime, presented by Lawrence Technological University. <laughs>